Captain James Slocum navigates his boat, the Sea Otter, through nearshore waters of the San Juan Islands, northwest of Seattle and south of Vancouver, Canada. 44.561 west. Sea slat calm and the wind's out of the north at about 10 knots. The captain and crew are on a unique mission, dropping drift cards into the water to simulate what would happen in the event of an oil spill. Tar sands oil from Canada is on the rise at refineries on the coast, adding to already heavy tanker traffic. If Kinder Morgan's proposed Trans Mountain Pipeline is approved, the company estimates that tanker traffic would increase from 60 tankers a year to over 400. Oil spill preparedness in the Northwest has traditionally been modeled on crude from Alaska's North Slope. The effects of tar sands oil or diluted bitumen on these waters is unknown. How it sinks depends on ocean currents and flooding from rivers, which would increase sediment or mud and add to the weight of the bitumen. Stephanie Buffum is with Friends of the San Juans, a conservation group active since 1979. You know, here in the Salish Sea, we're sloshing around twice a day with some significant tidal variations, and that can move oil around very quickly. One of Washington's most popular attractions, the San Juans are home to resident orcas, seals, salmon, and marine life. If our beaches are covered with oil, we will be decimating the primary food source for not only marine mammals, but fish and birds as well. And decimating the economy, she adds. Captain Slocum, a retired Exxon Valdez first responder, was in charge of the Global Information System database for spill reports. His memories are vivid. It's sort of like uh, a scenes out of an apocalypse movie, uh, with thousands of people crawling on the beach. It was a very otherworldly scene, and it smelled like hell. He checks navigation charts as the sea otter enters Rosario Straits between the San Juan Islands and the mainland. This is where a majority of roundabout traffic carrying Kinder Morgan tar sands and all matter of freight, coal and crude from North Dakota's Bakken shale fields, is offloaded at nearby refineries. He points to the small island of Vendovi. Right at the moment, there's a tanker anchored on either side of it, and there's another one down here off of the March Point refinery. Gary Shiganaka is a marine biologist with NOAA, who are members of the highly regarded Regional Response Team for Oil Spills. He's tracking the growth of tar sands shipments in the Northwest and has done long-term recovery studies of Prince William Sound. He's also studied the nation's biggest inland oil spill when a pipeline owned by Enbridge spilled a million gallons of tar sands oil into Michigan's Kalamazoo River in July 2010. The EPA directed Enbridge to complete cleanup by the end of last year, but extended the deadline to October of this year. How would tar sands impact the ecosystem of the Salish Sea, San Juan Islands, and Canada's Gulf and Queen Charlotte Islands? Well, that's sort of the $64 million question. First affected would be biological communities on the surface of the water. And if it sinks, then you've got the third dimension of dealing with organisms both in the water column and potentially on the bottom. So it expands the potential for effects pretty substantially. The challenge for the Salish Sea and the northwest coast is the huge increase in expected volume of oil to be transported, says Shiganaka. Whether by pipeline, rail, or vessels, there are significant new sources in North America coming through the region and significant risks. 
just by virtue of the fact that there's more stuff coming through. I've always used the analogy of a, a lottery ticket. You know, you can buy one ticket and be in the game, but if you buy uh, a thousand tickets, then your odds are better of winning. And in this case, it's a, a bad outcome. The Friends of the San Juans released 200 drift cards into the Salish Sea this week. The forest-certified drift cards state that they're part of a study to, quote, inform our knowledge of ocean currents, potential oil spills, and raise awareness regarding spills from shipping in the Salish Sea. Those who find the cards are asked to report the time the card was found and where on an interactive website, salishseaspillmap.org. They're already getting calls from people finding the cards. They hope there won't be anyone reporting a major oil spill. Ten days ago, 6,300 gallons of crude spilled at Shell's Pugeson refinery in Anacortes, but was contained. Greenacre Radio is brought to you with support from the Human Links Foundation, engineering by C.J. Lazenby. From the studios of Jack Straw Productions, this is Martha Baskin.